0: We try not to tell people what they should do.
1: Never, never stop dreaming. Ageism has separated us from each other for so long. It's got to end.
0: Welcome to Elder Wisdom Stories from the Green Bench. I'm Erin Davis, and it's my joy to be one of your co-hosts for these bi-weekly podcasts. This is a place where we sit on our virtual Green Bench, an idea that began at Schlegel Village's retirement and long-term care homes to talk with and about seniors and we know a lot of folks who listen and post their comments and write to us are children of residents who are interested in what's happening in their loved ones lives. It's a virtual visit, and along with my co-host, retired leader and educator, dad, grandfather, widower, Lloyd Hetherington, we have the honor of introducing you to Lloyd's fellow residents. Except today, you're going to be meeting two of the people who are the strong threads that bind this quilt of a caring community together on Elder Wisdom Stories from the Green Bench You know, there's a saying that goes, a kind word is like a spring day, and we can all use that imagery no matter what time of year. So we're just so glad to be shedding a light on Caregiver's Week, which is an organizational initiative at Schlegel Villages that falls in line with, I think, International Nurses Day. Is that right? Why does it take place in May, Lloyd?
1: That's right. It's on May the 12th. It centers around the birthday of Florence Nightingale the pioneering force behind modern nursing. The week around May 12th is set aside by the Schlegel Village to honor all of the special caregivers that help to support the aims and purposes and the well-being of the Schlegel Villages.
0: And there's like 5,000 caregivers throughout the 19 villages, nursing team, environmental team, recreation team, food services team, and administration team. And how glad we are to have Trish Baird and Mary Snyder with us. Just before we get to Trish and Mary in their respective places, Lloyd, what did your role as caregiver to your late wife, Margaret, do to inform you about the work that people like Trish and Mary do every single day?
1: That's a challenging question. My wife was suffering from the early stages of dementia, and it gradually came upon her. So that little by little, I took over more and more of the responsibilities, the cleaning, the cooking, the banking, and all of the things that She was just so gifted at, and I recognized that there was a real challenge there to keep her safe, keep her comfortable, to let her know that she was respected and loved. I began to realize just how demanding the situation was becoming. And for that reason, I've learned to value more than ever those who dedicate themselves to caregiving, whether they are those who committed themselves full-time to caregiving or to those who've found that maybe the caregiving responsibilities are thrust upon them. I value them and respect them so much. And I'm grateful every day for the caregivers that pop into my room with the meals, the medicine, the reminders of the recreation, the reminders of the spiritual exercises within the village. They just make such a marvelous contribution to life here.
0: Wonderful. And what a great introduction to our two guests. Trish Baird is an RPN, a registered practical nurse, wellness coordinator at University Gate Schlegel Villages in Waterloo. And she works on the retirement side, while Mary Snyder is a PSW personal support worker at Winston Park in Kitchener working in long-term care. Welcome to you and a huge thank you from the Schlegel community and all of us today, Trish. And Mary.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you. Trish,
0: we're going to start with you because you are from both sides, the PSW and the RPN. You started as a personal support worker and then became an RPN. Can you
2: tell us the difference between the two roles? Well, you know, there's definitely um, a big difference between the two roles, but in the same token, it's, you know, one relies on the other for sure. Um, you know, there is a saying that, you know, behind every great nurse, there's a running PSW, and I firmly believe that. You know, we as nurses look at more of the clinical uh, aspect of caring for each resident, where, um, you know, PSW might look at more of the ADLs of the day that a, a resident may need, um, you know, just to to um, get themselves going each day. Trish, what's an ADL? And ADL is um, activities of daily living. So just the basic, you know, getting yourself up in the morning, freshening yourself up, showering, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, getting dressed. So those kinds of things are considered ADLs. Um, and um, personal support workers really tend to those needs of the residents, where an RPN, you know, tends to more of the clinical needs of the resident, administering medications, um, you know, tending to any wounds that they might have. Um, but both definitely uh, approach it from a holistic perspective, you know, focusing on the whole person. That's why, you know, hand-in-hand PSWs and RPNs in uh, retirement and in long-term care really rely on each other to fully take care of each resident.
0: Lloyd, I'm sure that you can relate to Mary in that uh, Mary has the background of always having loved being around the elderly, and you found your calling into the Salvation Army and ministry and service to others kind of the way that Mary did. Maybe maybe you two can relate on that.
1: Definitely. We have within our DNA an interest in others first and foremost, and that's the first step in being a caregiver, to recognize that the world is beyond you and that you have a task to fulfill, making life a little better for someone else. And then as you mature in that experience, you find the opportunities to reach out in a caring manner. And it's just exciting to hear of how people have found visits to the seniors' homes, street ministries, in so many ways, the opportunities to care and to share. And I'm sure that you could tell me stories of those personal experiences of how you gradually became a worker uh, and a caregiver.
3: Mary? Well, when I was younger, I had a great relationship with my great-grandmother, and um, she brought great joy for me. And unfortunately, when I was younger, she passed away, and... I miss that part of it, just having relationships. And I always felt that seniors give me joy. They just give me comfort.
0: And they give us so much perspective, too. I mean, I've learned so many incredible things over the 15 episodes of Elder Wisdom, stories from the green bench here. But you, Mary, have had a chance to hear stories face-to-face with people who have lived some pretty extraordinary experiences. Can you share that a little bit with us, the seniors who have told you where they come from?
3: So one of my first experiences when I was starting out was I was with someone who was in Jewish concentration camps in Germany. And, um, it was my first time to actually witness seeing tattooing mm. of what they went through. You know, I'd never seen it. I, I've watched Anne Frank. I've watched movies. I, I saw history, but to actually visually see somebody, um, uh, tattooed with a number on their arm was, wow, this actually is a part of our history. And um, being at uh, Winston Park for over 20 years, I've um, had lots of conversations with uh, residents who were in the war within Germany, and my um, step-grandfather, who actually fought in Dieppe, that uh, that's a part of history that we can't lose. It's so important, and um, to have that experience and being trusted, to share that, with me and having long conversations on how the war actually affected them now and taking that experience being um, my role as a PSW into their daily care understanding why they may have personal expressions why different environmental issues may affect them on daily basis it's an understanding it's just a whole
0: world.
1: Trish, the transition as a caregiver must have been quite a challenge for you because I can remember a time when I'd visit a senior's home and see the people stacked in their chairs, row on row, sometimes tied to the chair, and everything was regimented medicines at a certain hour, meals at a certain hour, face wash at a certain hour. And now the change has gone beautifully the other way where it's not the task that's the number one, it's the person that's number one. Can you share some of your experiences in that transition?
2: Well, Lloyd, I have to say that I'm privileged and I never had to experience any of that transition. I'm a fairly new nurse, only been nursing for about six years, and I've only worked for Schlegel villages. You know, I've heard about lots of, you know, residents, family members, staff members, you know, talk about the horrors of what it used to be like in other places. So, you know, when I hear about these stories, it actually shocks and saddens me to think that that even ever existed. You know, I fully embrace the um, resident-centered approach to care that Schlegel embodies. Uh, I can't even imagine what it would be like uh, not being that way. So and I'll say it again. I feel very, very thankful that I never had to experience any of those, um, you know, misfortunes to people.
1: You're very blessed to be part of the Schlegel organization. They believe so strongly in caregiving at every level. Caregiving for the residents, caregiving for the team members. And that ethos just permeates where I live, and I assume it's in the other 18 villages as well, where care is number one. You show your care because you care for the person.
3: Trish um strongly talked about earlier about the relationships between PSWs and RPNs now. Mm-hmm. Um if you were to talk about twenty years ago in the old module, um if we were to say we feel that this resident is not feeling well, giving lots of input because we're with them all the time, it's they wouldn't respect that. Now the relationships between clinical workers between our doctor our in-house doctor our director of care our RNs our RPNs who do the clinical part of it when we approach them and say okay we're noticing this about this resident there's changes happening their personal expressions are changing Hmm. we actually work and collaborate together to to come up with the solution so I feel now within Schlegel's that we're actually being heard to be a part of the their care more than what we were 20 some odd years ago. Mm-hmm. So that has made me feel like I'm more more needed. And, and the families respect us for that. And I think that's why our residents are doing a lot better now.
0: Yeah, it's like Trish says, it is a more holistic approach to everything. But Mary, at one time you used to say, oh, I'm just a personal support worker, just a PSW. Mm -hmm. And some of your advice that you've told us is that you never, never should say you're just a PSW. Elaborate on that a little bit.
3: Well, I remember a lot of the times when I told people my career many years ago, it's like, I'd say, Oh, you're, I'm a PSW. And they would, there's a lot of comments that said, we only do certain parts of care. Like, what is your role? This is what you have to do. And now with recently what's happened over the years, it's like, now I can say, I'm a PSW and I'm proud of it. Right on. You know, we do do, of course, ADL care activities of daily living, mm-hmm. but there's so much more beyond that. You know, we're support for family during palliative. It's about making the families and residents feel safe. And, um, you know, they're not
1: alone. You're part of the team there. Yeah. That makes such a difference. You're all playing the same game. You all have the same purpose in mind.
3: I feel like I'm more part of the team than ever. I feel like my input is important. And, you know, when new uh, PSWs come in, um, I always make them say, I would never think of doing that. But, you know, when new PSWs come in or do training, well, this is what I think would work. And it's like you have to take that that time to listen, just like the same with um, the RPNs or anybody or RNs. You know, they just have to listen that maybe our input and anybody's around them can make better care for our residents in our homes.
0: Your advice, Mary, is very similar to Trisha's advice in that hers is also just Listen, it seems like there's been just a whole change in terms of we're laying out the rules. Here's how it's going to be. You step in line to everybody having an open conversation, like not what are the rules or what are the guidelines? But and of course, you do work within those. Mm -hmm. But what is best for the patient, for the caregiver
2: and for the family? Mm -hmm. Would you agree, Trish? Oh, absolutely. I would agree. Actually asking the resident you know, how would you like this done? What would you like today? How, what are we going to do today? And you know, I know family definitely supports in both aspects, but you know, sometimes we, You know, venture too much to the family specifically for needs of the resident instead of just focusing on the resident who can clearly, you know, maybe not voice what they want, but there's ways of communicating their needs and their wants, um, you know, through gestures, through eye contact, just getting to know that resident. So I absolutely Mm. agree. And you've said that this
0: setting, Trish, in which you and Mary and some 5,000 caregivers in the 19 villages, I mentioned that before, but that's an amazing community. Working in this setting requires a lot of trust. Can you elaborate on that a little bit?
2: Absolutely. It requires a lot of trust. You're performing very intimate um, tasks. I want—I don't want to use that word, but you're doing, you know, in their personal space, providing very intimate care. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has to definitely be a level of trust between both of you. Um, You know, the resident has to feel that you're there for them only. You're in the moment. You're listening to their needs and their wants, regardless if they can communicate them. You're gentle with that resident. You know, you're providing the best possible care you can, you know, for each resident specific to their needs. Uh, And a lot of our villages do have what we call dedicated care, where you have the same PSWs or the same RPNs working with the same residents. So you can you know, get familiar with each other. And as well, like you had said, build that trust and make it a strong bond. So you feel safe and secure in the place that you live.
3: I love that. So I'm a dedicated spa girl. So I bathe people on a daily basis. And I'm, I'm glad I get them one on one because it builds trust up with me for them to have conversations about how they're feeling and and just learning. So everybody's different. Every care is different. We have to treat, as Trish says, we have to treat every single resident to what they want. You know, the, a, a newspaper down to a newspaper is so important to residents. Right. You know, it's like, you know, just just simple things. But I think if you take away something from me, that is part of my morning, which is a morning coffee checking on um, what's going on and playing a couple games of Candy Crush. And if I didn't have that, you know, my morning wouldn't be right, <laughs> right? So simple things as a newspaper is so important or morning. Can I have a coffee? I really need a coffee. Well, you go out and get that coffee because I can't start my day. Right. So
0: uh-huh. Lloyd, you can speak to the connections that you make with PSWs and RPNs on a day to day basis.
1: They are aware of the little things. It's not uncommon for them to show up at my door with a cup of coffee, and they know exactly that it has to be decaf, just a <laughs> tad of milk and a sweetener. Or they show up sometimes with a, a nice cream. And whenever my PSW comes in the morning to make up the bed, we have a chat for a few moments. And again, she knows who I am. She knows what the topics of conversation should be. And It's just as if it's part of the family dropping in for a moment just to see how things are going. You have learned the secret that little things are important. But the most important thing is to know the person, know their name and know their need. And I find that happening again and again and again with the personal service workers, all of the caregivers here at at my residence. And I'm sure it's copied through all of the other residents of the, in the Schlegel organization.
0: Can I talk with you about the other side of this personal? personal caregiving and the registered practical nurses, Trish and Mary. Now, you've said that part of the reason you love working in retirement and long-term care is it's not a revolving door like a hospital. You love the close relationships you've made. How do you both deal with the connections you've made and then the loss? How do you deal with that, Trish?
2: Well, I think we become part of the family almost in you know some of the relationships you form you know very very close bonds you you know you see those residents and individuals on you know almost every day they rely on you you rely on them for things um, so it's definitely hard we definitely cry. We hold each other. Um, you know, we're there by the bedside. We're supporting family members as well. But we we feel that pain of the loss just as strongly as the families do as well. Um, you know, some t- we take harder than others. You know, we definitely form, you know, different relationships with each resident. And, you know, we definitely are closer with some residents than others. Um, but it definitely hits us hard. Um you know, death is not an easy thing uh, for anybody. Um, but I think having the support of our team and the family and everyone just coming together, uh, you know, being supportive and understanding that it's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to share positive stories in those moments. Um, I think that's what gets us all through. Just knowing that, um, you know, that relationship is not forgotten. We can still go on and remember, but we grieve just like the family grieves.
0: Is that your experience as well, Mary? Yeah, I
3: have so many memorable residents. Sometimes I just, I had to shut it off because it became overwhelming. And taking, the, uh, the one thing that shagos do provide is a lot of courses. I I, I have palliative courses, I have excellence in resident-centered care. As many courses as you take, when it comes to losing residents that means so much to you. Mm-hmm. You just have to <clears throat> stand back sometimes. And um, it overwhelms you. But then I have to say, but I've given her so much. And she's given me so much. And we go through a grieving process. And now what Schlegels have, we have the dignity walk. Oh. Which is when a resident passes away, the home comes to bring get them and we line up and um, they're brought out of their room with a dignity blanket and whether it be with hymns or their favorite music, it was our way. And even the residents, you know, residents will say, well, where did she go? And it'd be like, well, she's not here. We were never really able to say that they died or passed away. Mm -hmm. And now they have that. Now everybody, it's become within Schlegel's to say goodbye to somebody who cares and a part of our village life. And so that really, really helps with residents and with us and the families. Yeah, I mean, there's times where we're all crying. It's a moment we have to, there's a part of grief. At times, we were told years ago, don't be a part of that grief, but we grieved. And now, with all that's going on right now, we grieve together to get through it.
0: Wow, I have to put my glasses back on. That brought me to tears. That is that is just so lovely. The Dignity Walk, I've never heard of anything like that. Lloyd, I'm sure you've borne witness to this.
1: I have, and it's such an impressive act to see oh. all, all of the uh, caregivers, uh, lining up uh, on both, both sides of the hallway and then to see the the residents gather around as well oh. and there are the moments of uh, farewell and then gradually silently the body is taken out to the vehicle uh, and they're gone from us physically but they're not gone from us mentally or spiritually because we had those moments to picture in our minds a loved one departing from us.
0: Oh. That is so beautiful, and for you to be part of that, Trish and Mary, and to share that with us today, it's just just lovely. Thank you for everything that you do, and I want to turn this around and end on a happy note here and just ask you what advice, and I'll start with you, Trish, what advice you would have for someone who is thinking, as you have, of starting your career, even as you did in your 30s. What would your advice be to
2: them? Well, I think my advice would be that you're making the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, your heart has to be in the right place. You have to really want to give your all. You know, there are thankful days, but there are lots of thankless days as well. And we do it for those tiny moments of, you know, nice warm handhold or a smile or a gesture that, you know, you take with you. If you want the most rewarding job of your life, you would definitely want to get into healthcare. And if you want to be fulfilled in that career, you would want Schlegel Villages as your job choice. I have to say that I um, thought I would be a nurse in the hospitals. Um, But when I had my first semester experience at Riverside Glen uh, as a nursing student, I knew from that moment that Retirement and long-term care was where I wanted to be. I wanted to form those relationships with people. I wanted to make a lasting impression. I wanted to make a difference. So for those young people that are coming up to be a PSW or an RPN, you're making the right choice, your heart's in the right place, and you know you just give it your all. And Mary, what do you say?
3: I started out
2: in retirement and
3: moved to long-term care. Um, I got so much out of both of it. And I think PSWs that are in the role for over 20 some odd years should embrace the new ones coming in because they have so much different knowledge and are, their input has become so important to me personally. I love them coming in and teaching them the Schlego way. There's a way and then I call it the Schlego way. <laughs> a lot of the girls that come in while well, I did placement here. And it wasn't like that. You know, it's, it's focused on the care of the residents and centered care. And um, I think there was a point in my life when I thought, what did I get myself into? But when the change came, it made me feel more important.
0: And um, yeah, I love my role. Oh, and you are loved back. A 2020 Gallup poll showed that North American's have found nurses and healthcare workers to be the number one most ethical and honest profession, and it's like for 19 years straight. And we can hear in both of you why. And as I step back, I'd like, because Lloyd gets to see you and work with you and live with you and connect with you every day, Lloyd, I'd invite you to say our goodbyes and thanks for now.
1: Right. It's been a pleasure sharing the green bench with both of you. You exemplify the culture of the Schlegel villages where people are important. They are number one. And I'm always so grateful for the personal care workers that are here taking care of me in so many excellent, excellent ways. The one small fault I find is that everything is done so beautifully for me that I have too much time on my hand, but uh, I'll forgive you for that. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Trish Baird, RPN, Wellness Coordinator at University Gates in Waterloo, Mary Snyder, PSW at Winston Park in Kitchener. We wish you all the best and our eternal gratitude to you both and to all of your team, every one of you.
2: Thank you so much
0: for having us.
3: Thank you for giving us a voice today.
0: Join us next time on The Green Bench for another conversation about and with Schlegel residents. Lloyd and I will be talking with a woman who has written a book I know Lloyd said he wished he'd found long ago. Deborah Bakhti is author of Now What? Managing the Emotional Journey of Long-Term Care for Families. It's a great book and an even better chat. Make sure you don't miss it. Please subscribe for additional episodes every two weeks. You'll be notified just as soon as they're up. We invite you to share your thoughts and opinions on social media using hashtag ElderWisdom to help others find us on this green bench. And be sure to go to elderwisdom.ca and take the Elder Wisdom Pledge. Please just take a moment to rate and review this podcast. I'm Erin Davis, and on behalf of Lloyd Hetherington, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you again soon, because your seat on the green bench is ready
2: and waiting. This podcast is brought to you by Schlegel Villages, a place where we have an amazing culture that stellar team members want to be a part of. We care about our team members as much as we care about our residents. As one family, we learn, grow, and move forward together. We are passionate and find fulfillment in making a difference in people's lives. Through mentorship, ongoing support, and education, we are empowered to go beyond the status quo and unleash our full potential. You can be you while being a part of our family. For more information, visit schlegelvillages.com forward slash opportunities.